0: Let's be straight. Going to the gym, ticking the box, saying that you've done it, it won't get the results. Of course, it's better than sitting on the couch. But if you're watching this channel, I know you're actually up for results. I know you actually want the outcomes in which you can see across the board with our private coaching clients inside 23 Dean. I know you actually want a physique transformation. You want to look and feel your very best. And unfortunately, eating a bit more healthily, cutting out some junk food, maybe going easy on the booze and going to the gym its not going to have the wow results in which you want, but the tips I'm about to give you and indeed the, the kind of flip side to so it absolutely is. Boom, yes team, what is happening? Welcome back to the Fit After 30 show. I'm just going to take a little swig of my double espresso with an S, not an X. Welcome back into the show. Hopefully you like this new setup. The ring light is nowhere to be seen. I know it messed up last video, but it was a case for me of like, you know, consistency over perfection. I watched it back and I was like, "Ah, oh boy, that's really annoying. But at the same time, it was done. So hopefully you got a lot of value from the channel. Like I say, I'm really enjoying doing these long form bits and pieces in addition to all the stuff over on Instagram. If you're not following me, at Sharif Lawson, make sure that you're doing so. I'm super active on there. But as I say, really enjoying the, the podcast and the YouTube stuff and just uh, having a bit more depth... Some of the topics which I want to speak to you about rather than just uh, the kind of throwaway stuff which you might forget in all of two seconds. So, with that, hopefully, your week has gone well. My week absolutely has done. I cannot believe, I, I genuinely cannot believe that it is October half term already, at the very least, coming up to half term. It literally feels like we just got back into the swing of things and then, bosh, another holiday, which, if you're a parent, you know, uh, you know how off putting that can be and just kind of completely throw you out of routine. Talking of routine, I've actually just started to join up a, a brand spanking new gym really close to where I live. Uh, bodybuilding style gym, some amazing kits. And I must say, I'm really enjoying it. We always say that environment dictates success. And my workouts, for the first time since my 20s, I'm really looking forward to them. Um, I'm thinking about what I'm gonna be doing the next day. I'm like excited to get back into the gym. And I haven't had that feeling in quite some time. And I think it's because of the environment. I think it's because of the kit. And I actually think it's because I can actually see some tangible changes in my physique, which is, which is nice and I'm training really hard. So that's going down well for me on a personal level. Professionally, we welcomed in two new private coaching clients inside 23 Lean over the past week. I cannot wait to be in their corner to help them skyrocket their confidence, their physique, their fat loss, their muscle building, and their fitness over the course of the next six months. Uh, And again, if you want to apply for coaching or see what it's all about, just click the link below. That will send you through to the website. Have a little look around, Book in a call with myself. We can shoot this shit and go back and forth. But in today's episode... I wanted to basically go through some things in which I got wrong and have got wrong throughout my fitness, fat loss, and muscle building journey. And the reason why I even wanted to go down this route in the first place is quite simple. And that's because there's quite a lot of how-to style content all over the internet, all over Instagram, all over YouTube, how to do this, how to do that, how to do that. And whilst it certainly can be helpful, sometimes it can come from a position of being a little bit preachy and being a little bit like better than now, when the reality is the reason why I think I've had so much success in my fitness career, personally, not just from a business perspective, but you know, personally in terms of my own physique development, considering I came from a very skinny kid style background, it is simply because I failed and effed up so many times I've gone down the wrong turns, I've learned from it, I've done stuff differently, which is why our private coaching clients literally have a shortcut to success, but what I wanted to do is go over, and honestly, this video could be an hour long easily, but I'm going to spare you, and we're just going to go through the four things which came onto the top of my mind instantly as to you know potential things I got wrong, potential things I believed, the hurdles, the roadblocks, and all the rest of it, so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that I did, and you can just get that smooth sailing run when it comes to doing the do for your own fitness progress. Now with that I think before we get into it a little bit of context because back in the day and I'm aging myself a little bit but we really didn't have you know science based evidence based practices to go by we didn't have uh, research papers studies all we literally had was like the big guy in the gym to look up to and maybe some muscle mags like flex magazine muscle and fitness magazine you know gnc that sort of stuff and that was where we were basing a lot of our information of what to do with nutrition with lifestyle management with training on and the reality is that a lot of those guys in the magazines, if not all of them, are on hefty amounts of drugs, which literally change the game when it comes to exercise and nutrition prescription. So without further ado, the first thing that comes to my mind straight away is that once I realized that, you know, I could get results from training, it was no real training with intent or indeed intensity, not paying attention to those two things, intent or intensity. Now let's define terms before we move on as to why that was even a problem in the first place. So when it comes to intensity, that basically means how close are we actually getting to muscular failure? So you know those last few reps which you really don't want to do, like your muscles are burning, your brain saying don't do them, it has been shown by numerous research studies that those last few reps are the ones really, really responsible for the outcomes and adaptations in which you want for the the, the effective reps, if you were, okay? And also, when it comes now to intense, if we're thinking about physique development, we need to stop thinking about moving the weight from A to B, much like a powerlifter would, and actually thinking about squeezing, contracting, stretching the target muscle at play, because that is what's gonna really help cause that growth, that shape in which we're now after. And those two things I simply wasn't doing. You know, I would hit the gym five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week sometimes. The fact I could do that is a bit of a red flag, because if you're training with the right intensity and indeed intense, well, you shouldn't be able to do that, and we know that the the outcomes and the adaptations which we want actually happen when we recover outside of the gym, not when we're battering, battering, battering it. Okay. So the thing that I see, and, and you know, going back to the first point, telling you that I'm, I'm you know, I've joined the public gym, I'm away from my own right now, um, at the very least for a couple of sessions a week, and the thing I'm noticing is that people don't train with enough intensity, and, and quite literally, what I mean by that is they're not getting close to failure. So rather than now just tell you where I messed up. I'm gonna also, on the flip side of that, give you what you need to do in case this might be you, okay? Because let's be straight. Going to the gym, ticking the box, saying that you've done it, it won't get the results. Of course, it's better than sitting on the couch. But if you're watching this channel, I know you're actually up for results. I know you actually want the outcomes in which you can see across the board with our private coaching clients inside 2013. I know you actually want a physique transformation. You want to look and feel your very best. And unfortunately, eating a bit more healthily, cutting out some junk foods, maybe going easy on the booze and going to the gym it's not going to have the wow results in which you want. But the tips I'm about to give you and indeed the, the kind of flip side to it absolutely is. So with intensity, what you want to be doing is you want to be filming your sets. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh my God, how cringy is that? I don't want to be, you know, that guy on the phone, you know, in the gym or that gal. The reality is look around you. Everyone's on their phone in the gym. Okay. And I'm not asking you to be some crazy weirdo influencer person. But what I am suggesting that you do is literally prop up your phone, hit record and just film yourself doing a set of whatever it may be. Chest press, overhead press, bench, chin-ups, dips, squat, whatever it may be, okay? and just tell me if those last few reps are moving significantly slower and stickier than the first. If they are, there's a good chance that you are getting towards failure, which is fantastic. However, if there's not, even though they might be feeling hard, just know that you've got so much more in the tank, which you're not doing, and therefore you're leaving a bunch of gains on the table, just like I was, okay? And again, they've done research studies on this, whereby they've taken someone into a lab and said, hey, what's your 10 rep max on this? And they've told them, and they've been like, okay, cool, off you go and do it. But because they're in a lab, with a bunch of scientists standing over them it was something mad like 80% of the participants were able to do almost 50% extra of what they thought that they could just because they had someone literally shouting over them being like right you can do more carry on carry on carry on so our brain will always give up before our body and this is now something to be aware of so mistake for Sharif number one is not training with enough intensity and just not training with enough intent as in focusing on what I was actually doing the next mistake was the fact that if you were to ask me like, hey, are you fit? Are you healthy? Are you active? I would say, of course I am. I'm in the gym four or five, six plus days a week. The reality was I was paying no extra attention to NEAT. And NEAT is an acronym and it stands for Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. And it's something in which we give our, our clients inside 23 Lean uh, a target to try and reach, a step target predominantly, okay? And what that is going to do is allow you to be active outside the very hours of traditional activity okay because even if you're going for it for that one hour of the day you know that's uh that's a lot of hours in which you're you're potentially not accounting for okay and we know that neat that non-exercise activity thermogenesis accounts for a large a large amount of where our metabolism our metabolic rate is actually responsible for burning calories okay so if we're not paying attention to that and li- listen I'm, I'm sitting in the a desk most of the day so i might be able to go to the gym but if i'm not being active outside of that you know it's very easy for me to do you know, a couple thousand steps and just bang away at my laptop all day. And actually I've not been that active whatsoever. So I wasn't really paying any attention on what I was doing outside of the gym on those hours, which actually make even more of an impactful difference than compared to, you know, just being in the gym and lifting a few weights. So my recommendation to you is: don't take needs for granted, and make sure that you are actually being an active person. And guess what? Going to the gym for forty-five minutes, two or three hours per week doesn't actually cut it. You need a step target, and you need to make sure as well that your metabolism is humming along nicely. Because once you standardize that expenditure across the board, when you actually nail your food intake, you know weight loss is far more predictable. Because you know how many uh, calories are going out, or at the very least, you know um, you know how much energy is required on a day-to-day basis for you to lose the amount of weight. So again, I don't want to give any broad blanket statements that I, I know nothing about you as an individual. Um, but you know, typically anywhere from eight to 10,000 steps is a really good baseline. And research has also shown if you're interested in health, it almost is like a, a proportionally increase in kind of like longevity and health benefits all the way up until about 8K. And then it starts to drop off after that. So 8K is roughly the sweet spot. Obviously, if you can get more than that, fantastic. Um, but yeah, neat. That non-exercise activity thermogenesis is absolutely crucial for your long-term health and indeed your progress. So make sure you're concentrating on what you're doing outside the gym as well as what you're doing in the gym. Okay. The next thing which I messed up on or indeed worried about unnecessarily for was I used to fret if there was ever a meal or someone had cooked for me and you know it didn't have a barcode or I couldn't scan it perfectly accurately inside my fitness app, such as MyFitnessPal. The reality is the Food and Drug Administration right now, they have to be within 20% accuracy of what you're eating right now. So just that you think that you're nailing your calories, you're nailing your macros to the tea, and you're inputting all this perfect stuff into a barcode, into an app, you're probably going to be off anyway. And so therefore what we want to be doing is thinking of the the long-term of it rather than the, the granular detail and weighing every single rice that, you know, fell off the, the scale and what have you. The thing is, it's like, you're going to be inaccurate with that anyway. And it's more about consistency over perfection. So for me, I thought I would have more control over the fact if I was like super accurate with every single morsel sort of food, which went down my neck. And you can imagine how, uh, How that made me uh you know as a as a family member, as a friend, um, and as a partner in terms of uh yeah, it must have been really fun to go out with if I was always, you know, fretting about food. And I think, you know, we can take some of the the principles which are really good and healthy for us and take them to an extreme level if they're not understood enough and if they're not managed well. And for me, that was a big, that was a big thing. So If you're really, you know, hyper-focused when it comes now to to tracking food intake and you don't like off-plan meals, you don't like it when someone cooks for you, or you don't like it when, you know, you're eating out and you can't kind of like measure the the macros accurately, I would kind of implore you to realize and think that, listen, people got in shape before my fitness pal. Just apply a little bit of, uh, apply a bit of common sense, right? You know, you're not going to go wrong with lean cuts of meats. The majority of your plate filled with green stuff or, you know, salads and maybe some starches on the side. Be wary of fats. And, you know, when you are eating out, you can say things like, hey, could I have the dressing on the side? Could I have that, you know, poached rather than fried? Could I have that uh, roasted rather than fried? You know, that sort of stuff is going to go a long way because ultimately eating out, you know, being with friends, being with family, that's part of life, that's part of living. And unless you're a competitive bodybuilder, and if you are, why are you watching this channel? Um, You know, you you can't be walking around with a food scale. So I'm all up for accuracy. I'm all up for fast results. But you also need to know how to flip that switch and be a bit more flexible with the approach when the situation warrants it. And the younger Sharif was very bad at that. And I would have to have, you know, that granular kind of focus with it. Otherwise, I thought I was messing up my gains, which couldn't be further from the truth. And then lastly, and this is super embarrassing, but we're going to keep this really raw. And I'm cut and, uh, and truthful, right? The amount of money that I used to spend on supplements from GNC, Holland and Barrett, honestly, it looked like I flipping worked there. Pills, potions, powders galore. And I I probably thought I was trying to get a little bit of an extra edge when it came to, you know, my progress. When the reality is, you know, the only supplements as of, you know, today, uh, October 2023, which really are going to do anything. Number one, creatine monohydrate. Number two, vitamin D3 with K2. Number three, a fish oil. Number four, potentially a multivitamin if you're not getting those needs covered by, you know, your own food. And number five, and it's not really a supplement, it's more of a food source and that's protein powder. You know, of course, there's going to be a couple other things outside that. You could make, make a case for ashwagandha, uh, potentially zinc, magnesium, that sort of stuff. But ultimately, you know, I didn't need all the fancy stuff, which had no research, no evidence, and no, n- no efficacy behind it in the hope that it might work. And don't forget, the supplement industry is unregulated. And that basically means that right now, you and I could come up with a product, we could fill it full of sugar, we could brand it up well. And if it sells, it sells. And they're only going to pull it off the market when it's literally been shown to be dangerous. I don't know if any of you remember Jack 3 d uh, man, that was a crazy product. I'm not going to go into it. I used to take it myself. But uh, yeah, there's a reason that got taken off the shelves, all right? So don't do what I did. And just really focus on what we call inside the 23and the foundational four, because those things are going to get rid of all the noise, all the nonsense, all the fluff. I'm actually going to do a video on this so you know exactly what they are and indeed how to implement them But really and truly, it's about ticking the boxes which need ticking, being relentlessly consistent with the above and disregarding all the rest. Because honestly, if you get yourself into a situation, which I was, where I was trying really hard, I was chucking everything at a wall, but actually I wasn't getting those great results until I managed that foundational four it's a very frustrating situation to be in because you know, you're know you motivated, you're switched on, you're doing it, but you're just having that shotgun approach to fitness, which can be really, really damaging. Honestly, team, I could carry on going on about the mistakes I've made in fitness and maybe we'll do a part two to this at some point, but I just wanted to be real, honest, raw, and transparent and to get you to realize that I didn't have all the answers. The only reason I'm in the position I am in right now is because like Michael Jordan said, I failed time and time and time and time and time again. That is why I'm successful. So hopefully you enjoy the video. If you're new here, please make sure to like, share, subscribe, hit that little bell notification, all that good stuff. I'll catch you next week for more long form goodness and I'll see you on the flip side in a bit.